0: me to Matthew real quick. Why are we failing as believers? Number one, we have got our eyes off of Jesus, right? Look, when I talk about Jesus, I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm talking about what Jesus is about. Why are we what what, what worshiping the Lord? He gave us a message that we're to follow him. Come on. We're to live for him. We're to walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what the Bible says, right? We're walking as a church. I'm not just necessarily this church, but in general. I've seen the dead Christians. And I've watched them, and I said, well, Lord, what's wrong? We were in the great falling away. You Remember that message I preached a while back? And I'm seeing it more and more. Christians are drawing further and further away from worship, further and further away from church, further and further from praying, further and further, because I just got to look at them and listen a little while. I can tell you if somebody's been spending time with God. Because something inside is dying. Give me all in. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. That, that lamp is empty. Huh? And we need to bring it back. <laughs> we, need to, we need to bring it back. We need to fill them lamps up, man. Listen, we're so busy worrying about a black world and a white world and a Hispanic world. What about Jesus' world? What about what God's given us? As a one body, as one church, as one faith. It's Jesus. We have a mission here in Coda Holmes, Louisiana, and that mission is to preach Jesus. Not to preach my, my philosophy or some preacher's philosophy. It's to preach Jesus. The message of Jesus is left out of the church. It's left out because the people don't want to be bothered with commitment anymore. Come on, Holy Ghost. They don't want to be bothered with saying, you have to serve the Lord. You're responsible to to keep your soul prepared for the coming of the Lord. That's too hard, Brother Lenny. I fail too often. Let me, you know how many times I fail? But a righteous man falleth seven times. My God, and he get it up. Come on, come on, say that again. A righteous man falleth seven times. How many times? Seven times. But he get it up. He gets up and he says, I'm going forward for Jesus. Now, I messed up this time, but this time I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Jesus has given me the strength to make it. It's in the power of his spirit that I'll make it. I'm not going to be the bad tree that the Bible talks about that bears bad fruit. Oh, I'm preaching, man. Hold your bread. Hold you. Hold you. He says here, and I better read something. <laughs> uh, uh, chapter 13, chapter 12 of uh, Matthew. verse, Matthew chapter, chapter 12, verse 33. You know, when Jesus speaks, it's usually in your, most of the Bibles, it's in red, right? Yes. So Jesus is speaking here. You know, in, in Jesus, if Jesus would walk in this earth today and, and go into most churches, he wouldn't be welcome. See, because Jesus had a, a message of righteousness. He had a, a message of a committed walk. He had a message. Listen, God is calling us to come together as one body to live a holy life, right? But I can't go to your house and make sure you're doing that. You have to do it. You, listen, I'm here as a, as a messenger. I'm not the message. I say that often, but it's coming more real to me right now. I am here to give you a word from the Lord. And God is calling his church to righteousness. And that sign says that. And he shall, call, she shall be called and gives all the names of God. But that's not the one I was looking at. we the one we had where it says, without holiness, no man shall see God. That's the one at the house. Without holiness, no man shall see God. Listen, I want you as a believer. And I'm not talking to you. about to myself too. To prepare yourself. Because your faith is going to be harder to maintain as we go. I wish I, would, I wish I could say it's going to get easier. Because the devil knows he has a short time to work. So he's working overtime to steal your soul. And you know what? He's given us an armor to fight with. I wrote a song some years back where I called it the sword. God has given me a sword so I can fight. A sword that I can use with all my might. How many know what that word, that that sword is? That that word you got in you? God's instruction book on how to live a holy life. Don't pick up the Reader's Digest. You ain't going to get no righteous. Don't pick up the National Enquirer. It's nothing but lies and corruption. Pick up that book. When God says something, when Jesus says something, it's gospel, right? It says here either make the tree good and its fruits good, verse 33. Or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Oh, you can't have a good tree bear bad fruit. You never see a bad tree bear good fruit. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about what's bird. You know, if a duck quacks, you know it's a duck, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if a horse <laughs> makes noise, you know it's a horse. You never see a chicken meow. <laughs> Why? It's it's not normal. <laughs> if you see a chicken meow, you better get somebody to cast a demon out of it. Hallelujah. It's not gonna be. a ch- <laughs> You're never gonna have a chicken meowing. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh. But you'll never have a Christian bearing bad fruit. Though we fail, I'm not, listen, this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those that identify themselves as Christians that don't live for God. They carry the name, but not the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? They'll carry the title, but very seldom, when you go to their house, the first thing they have on is a wrestling match and a boxing match and a football games. And, and listen, I'm not against, you know, but th- that's not what we're looking for. You know, they they, they have magazines all over. You can't find a Bible anywhere. So you go to a Christian's house, there's going to be something that identifies with Christ. i always tell people, listen, go go buy you some little plaques with scriptures. Put them on the wall. Go do what, what you see right there and put them on the wall. And let everybody know this house is different. Don't tell me a sign can't make a difference. Used to right, you go you know, hunt. I used to put my guns on the wall on, on, on a rack. A man came to sell me something, he looked at the guns and said, "Nobody gonna rob this house. <laughs> you know why? Because <laughs> he saw some power. <laughs> and it's like that with Christians. When when we go into someone's house or in church, even in church, if we spend 20, uh, uh, 20 minutes talking about the world and very little time talking about Christ. Something is wrong. A sign says a lot. A sign tells you there's something here. I know you just used <laughs> Boudreaux and Thibodeaux, and I know you should talk about Boudreaux and Thibodeau. <laughs> Listen, they were traveling down the road. <laughs> And, and all of a sudden, they came to a stop sign, and Thibodeau just ran the stop sign. And the cop stopped him. He said, <laughs> you didn't see that stop sign? He said, I slowed down, did I? He grabbed that club and started beating the daylights out of him. What you want me to do, stop or slow down? Then he went. Went on the other side, of the boot door and started beating boot door, said what are you hit me for. He said, you, I'm giving you what you want. You said I wish you'd hit me like that. <laughs> That's a sign in a message. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's a sign that God is telling you. Stop, stop. We read signs every day to know exactly where we're going, right? And Jesus is giving a sign here. You're not gonna see a bad tree bear good fruit or a good tree bear bad fruit. I wanna ask you a question. Do you have a, Brother Mike asked me that years ago, and it's a question that, Lenny, what is the world? And you know, I thought about it for a minute. I said, I believe the world is anything that contradicts God's word, anything that's not in the Bible. And what the world does, the world does everything opposite from the scriptures. You see it today in our government. You see it in our churches, a lot of places. People are not reverencing the holiness of God no more. Oh, they go to church. They got a lot of people in church this morning. In churches all over America. They estimate about 70-something percent of Americans claim to be born again. That's, Listen. If 77% of Americans are born again, what's wrong with the country? Why do we keep electing bad people? Why we keep endorsing bad things? Why we keep... Listen, 77%... Boy, you imagine if these people start praying in the Holy Ghost. Huh? You know, look a few little, little old ladies. I heard about that. One of Charles Finney's uh, revivals that, that took place. They were in the, in the basement. Praying for God to move. And God moved in a mass, powerful way in those days. And revivals, people got saved. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If 70-something percent of Americans would start to pray. If 70-something. You don't think barrooms would start shutting down? You don't think honky-tonks would shut down? You don't think movie theaters that that blaspheme the name of God in every movie they put out would shut down? But no, we're comfortable with that now. And we wonder why there's no good fruit on the tree. (laughs) Now I'm getting back to us, me, uses, right? (laughs) Don't look for that word in the dictionary. There ain't no such word as us's. That's that's the Cajun interpretation. Uses are the problem. Uses want to claim good when we're bearing bad, right? Let me finish reading this. For the tree is known by its, somebody say it, fruits. An orange tree will not bear bananas. You know it's an orange tree by the fruit it produces, right? You know it's an orange tree or a banana tree. It's not going to bear anything contrary to what it's produced or created to bear, right? My Lord, I'm preaching. You're not going to produce anything good unless you're good, right? You're not going to produce anything eatable and, and ready for consumption, and I'm talking spiritually, till you are good. Well, that leaves me out, brother. No, that doesn't leave you out. Because I have wrestled with that many times. There are things in my own life that I don't like. And I'm starting to accept something. And when I do something that ain't right and my wife or somebody tells me, Brother Lane, that's right, you're right. Why fight it if we know it's wrong? Why fight it if we know that God is trying to teach us a principle of holiness? This is a personal message today. It's for you, 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 me, all of us. There's not a person in this church that probably in their life didn't bear bad fruit. But, you know, this is the excuse we use. Uh, nobody's perfect. You ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's doing it. You know, as long as I go to church and give my tithes and sing the songs, that's not what I'm talking about. Your tree has to bear outside of this building. It's got to produce fruit outside of this building. It's got to bear righteous fruit. You ever saw, and you, you, you know how commercials are. You ever saw when they're advertising commercials for fruit? Do they ever show you a rotten one? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Do they ever show you this is the best fruit, and they hand you an old rotten, worm apple? What do they do? They give you the best apple on the tree. And it's nice and red and shiny. You ever saw that? (laughs) What? (laughs) When we give our apples. (laughs) Oh, 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 I'm going to be meddling today. (laughs) When we give our apples. (laughs) And we look at it. And the world looks at it. That's a rotten looking. (laughs) That thing smells, man. (laughs) That thing ain't right. I don't need that. See, that's the kind of gospel we present sometimes. look at me. Oh Lord, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of apple are you giving? What kind of, what kind of apple, Jesus apple, are you giving people? Hmm. And listen, I'm not picking on. I'm talking about myself. Okay, please don't feel like I'm preaching to anybody in this building. Lenny, better produce some good fruit. When they come to me, y'all, and say, what kind of God are you serving? Oh, my God, he's easygoing, man. Oh, he lets me drink a little bit and lie a little bit. I can look at other women a little bit. My God is good. I'm free. I'm not bound up by, by, by law and religion. Does that sound right? That's that rotten. <laughs> and what's sad about it, most people are eat it. <laughs> as long as it, it could appease the flesh, right? Mm. Believe me, <laughs> I'm not nowhere going to read all this. <laughs> I might just finish with this one passage. <laughs> but God is calling us to produce what? Good fruit. Good fruit. Good fruit. Yeah. You ever sat down and let a, a bowl of fruit sit on your table for a while? And you can start smelling that rotting. Huh? Yeah, we try, but I mean, seriously, it's, it's decaying. Okay. Boy, you're going to say, <laughs> Boy, I'll show be glad when we He says, brood of vipers. Whoa, that's tough. What's a viper, Ray? A snake? Brood of vipers. Brother Viper, snakes. How can you be the evil? Speak good things. <laughs> hey, how can you tell me anything that's going to profit me? That's going to help me spiritually. If all you serving me is rotten apples, how is that going to help me? Right. I don't want your garbage see, you're thinking something. Think about it. that's what we do a lot of times. We present rotten fruit. How can you being evil give anything good? And then said, "I'm not pricking on anybody. I'm talking about us, believers, this church. When you get out of that door, you have to be a light. And they, listen, they got to see something different in you." They got to see your speech. They got to see your, your character. They got to see you know, your conversation. I don't mean the way you talk as much as the way you live. They, don't, they, they got to see something different. That's what the world is looking for, y'all. They don't see it in the modern church. I was watching one the other Listen, you can listen to what you want. I was watching on the Internet the Caleb Awards, the Christian channel, whatever. I said, is that Christian? Go look at it. They were bouncing around like a bunch of monkeys, man. There was there was, none, there was no rejoicing about Jesus. They dressed. They were acting just like the world. Big lights, smoke going out of the back, and they were, And listen, I, I, if I wasn't thinking better and knowing it's supposed to be Christian, I wouldn't know it was a Christian uh, award show. I turned it. I didn't see nothing of Jesus in it. None. Oh, they can sing sweet little songs. That's, that's all right. But wait, what's going to happen when they're going to present themselves to the world? You know what those people were doing? And I'm not judging them. Seriously, I'm not the judge. They were feeding people rotten apples. They look and acting just like the world belongs. It was just, to me, I couldn't tell a difference between a rock show than that. Only that I know it was supposed to be Christian. And God is calling us to be different. Listen, you're not going to hear this in a lot of churches. We've got a few people that are missing here today and sick. But the thing is that we don't have a whole lot. But let's open the door to some of these ideas that's going in a modern church. It wouldn't take long to fill this church up with a bunch of rotten Fruit. Don't tell me I'm not supposed to do that. Don't tell me I can't say this. Don't tell me who I can sleep with. Let me tell you something. God tells you who you can, what to say and who to sleep with and what you got to do. Hallelujah. I didn't make this up. I didn't write this book. If I'd have wrote it, I'd have been a whole lot different. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'd have said, well, that's okay. See, the flesh does that. See, the flesh wants to make it sound right. But the Holy Ghost wrote it. The Spirit of God put this on these pages. And he's demanding us to live a holy life. My God. Thank God we can come to church and still hear the gospel. Somebody say the gospel. (laughs) The gospel. Huh? He says. Let me read that verse again. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. How do you know somebody got rotten food? Just let, let them talk a little while. You'll find out real quick. Let him speak a little while. Listen to him just a few minutes and you'll find out, is Jesus in that person? And I'm talking about me, okay? So honestly, I have the same, I have to make sure as a Christian that my fruit is producing good fruit. When I get upset in the flesh, that is not good fruit. I'm trying as much as I can to calm down a little bit. Because, listen, I don't like, listen, I'm the kind of person, I got to have progress. Seriously, you know what I mean by that? Being been in the business with If something don't go right, I know. I get frustrated. I'm frustrated. And you know what? It ain't God, and it ain't, it ain't the Lord. It's Lanny. It's flesh. And I want to be able to do what I, I, I need, feel I need to do. And if it doesn't happen, I get mad, Lawrence. You know, and if I stop and say, Jesus. And you know, what? sometimes you got people around you. <laughs> and they say, what's all that howling I heard, lady? <laughs> what's, what's all that noise that was going on? <laughs> it was me in my flesh. Yeah. Ha! Don't lie. Well, don't make excuses. My husband's fault. My fault. She, she came and she nagged on me. And, and I was trying to do something. She, she's always there and messing around. I'm trying, or him, or her, or them, or it, whatever. Today, you don't know if it's a her or him. It might be it. (laughs) How many of you have been in that boat? (laughs) Listen, that's when you stop. I'm starting to notice that. I'm starting to catch myself. I'm starting to say, God, this ain't right. (laughs) Simple little me and the Lord talking. Don't call me and ask me if that's right. Call, ask the Lord. <laughs> you know, I might have a different opinion. <laughs> you better talk to the Lord. <laughs> God is calling us to be good fruit, right? Out of the mouth. Or tell what's in the heart, right? Out of the abundance of the mouth. We're we so worried about, you know, what we put inside of us. But we're not worried about what's coming out. I'm going to do like that old black minister. Oh, Lord. Oh, come on, brother. Preach it. (laughs) Hey, we're worried about what's going in. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I I don't do like sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so, and and we're not worried about what's coming out. Oh, boy. All right. You know that if you look at Luke, and I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 19, when these two men went to pray in the temple. You read that story? But this is a woman. There's a woman, first of all, the very, it says there's a woman that kept going to a judge and she wanted justice. And he wouldn't do it. And what did she do? She went to his house. She, she, she bugged him and bugged him and bugged him till he finally said, well, I'm going to have to do something with this lady. She's going to run me nuts. Every time she, he, he was sitting at his window, looking outside, she'd stick her face in the glass and I'm just... <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a picture. Tommy go outside to mow his lawn. I want justice. Tommy go to Walmart. I want justice. Every time he, she she said, "Because this woman troubles me, I don't fear God." Because this woman troubles me, well, a woman can trouble you, man. Sometimes, listen, Hallelujah. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> She, oh, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> I got to eat my chicken sandwich this afternoon. <laughs> All right. But no, but she kept pestering him and pestering him and pestering him. And she got what she wanted. That's not what we should do in prayer, Lawrence. The God is, we should seek him to seek him and seek him to. Be, that is producing something. You got to fertilize that tree. And you got to fertilize it with prayer. Amen. Then then comes the next line. It says, "And there's two men that went in the temple to pray. One was a publican, a sinner, a low class. <laughs> Nobody wanted to bother with him. The religious people didn't want nothing to do with him. And there was a Pharisee praying in there. And the Pharisee prayed dust with himself. You know what that means? His his prayer never left the world, never left the ceiling. I thank you. I'm not like that man. eh? Yes. I pay tithes of all I possess. I go to church. You know." I do all those righteous things. And the sinner smote his breast. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. He said, Lord, forgive me, for I'm a sinner. He didn't even think it was worthy. He lifted his Jesus said, Which one do you think God heard? <laughs> huh? He heard the one that sought him and with true repentance, the other one, he looked right. He's wearing the religious clothes, like the Whitey's Capture, you know. You know, the tomb that's all painted up. It looks good. They put flowers. They got a couple of them back there. They got nice little flowers. But you know what's inside of them? Dead man's bones. We got to produce life. We can dress up and act up and do whatever we want to make it look the part. But inside, what kind of fruit are you bearing? Right? Right? We have to be bearing good fruit. Good fruit. It says, a good man. Now, Jesus said, when the, when the rich young ruler came to him, he said, Good master, he said, Look, Why do you call me good? There's none good but God. We can never be as good as God. But you can be in category of good as what, living for the Lord, right? You're raising your family, you're, you're, going, you're serving the Lord with your life, you, you're praying, you're seeking. That's what I'm talking about. He, you, can be, you can be right with God in everything you do. There's, nothing, there's no excuse to say you can't be. But a good man out of the good treasures of his heart. Let me go to this again. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringing forth what? Good things. A evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings evil things. Now, the question is this. What kind, of heart are you, what kind of heart do you have? And I'm hoping everybody here has a good heart. That's not what I'm talking about. But what is producing out of your spirit? What, what, what kind of testimony are you, are you to those that are around you, right? Is your tree bringing forth good fruit? Or is it bringing forth rotten fruit? We, we just got to look at the testimony of believers. And I'm talking about Christians, you, me. There's people here listening on the internet right now. They're gonna be listening to it, and they're gonna hear this message, possibly across the world. And I would say the same thing to them. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Hold up, brother. I'm part of such and such denomination. I'm a deacon. I'm I sing in the choir. You know, I go eat dinner at the pastor's house. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I shook his hand. She <laughs> so just assume shook a dick, shank a dick, donkey steal. That's about what it's about to. What's so, what's, what's in your heart? I had a brother some t- years ago tell me this, and, he, and, and he, he blessed his muscle. He said, I'm here where I'm at. Doing God's work because God's put me here. That's, it's my home. Leaving a home that he had far away. But yet realizing that God has called him not to be a politician. Nothing wrong with that if a Christian wants to be a politician. Not to be a Pharisee or Sadducee. He called him to be a servant. And then I saw that in the and I said, man, out of the abundance of his heart, he testified that God was the one that was his Lord. And his testimony is a good testimony because he identified in his heart where he belonged. He said, I want to serve God with my life. Well, you know, going to church is good and all that stuff, but you could go make a lot of money. I mean, you're wasting your life being a preacher. Preachers don't make money. Some of them do, but not, not like us. <laughs> you know? I mean, most of them are struggling. Most preachers are, are, are fighting battles of, you know, of, 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 of trying to lead people right. And they don't have time to take them. To a football game or a basketball game or you want to talk to me? Come to call me on the phone. Let's talk about Jesus. I had an incident yesterday when I went to visit a brother that was sick, and then one of his friends came in. And they were talking about how they can do you know, hurting and they had different medicines to take. And I thought I, I took the opportunity and said, you know what? Some years ago, my wife was there. I my back started hurting. I've never in my life felt. I pulled on that boat and listen, she had to take me about. That's how bad it was. Three days. Hurting. Couldn't go to work. So I decided to get up. And I was when I was running that shop in, in Lafayette. And I'm going to tell you, when the minute I put my foot on the steps, I felt like a wind would have passed. I said, the pain left. I mean, I felt like a brand new man. And this man, <laughs> this man's looking. And you know, he's religious. He, 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 he reads his Bible. But the testimony wasn't that of God, what God had done for him. And there's nothing wrong with taking medicine. There's nothing wrong with taking vitamins. That's not what I'm talking about today, because I do it. I take vitamins every day. But the testimony is that, what did Jesus do for you? How's Jesus made a difference in your life? And it didn't take long. (laughs) Maybe 15 minutes. He was out of the door. (laughs) Well, what did I do wrong, Yvette? Because I had a chance to tell him, Jesus healed me. Okay, now religion is full of bad apples because religion said, oh man, I had a, I had a guy tell me one day, he's been passed a couple of churches already, he'd been married three, four times. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but that's, that's what happened. He's been married, I don't know, four times. And he's, him and his, <laughs> trying to pastor a church. He told me, he said, God don't heal today. God don't do miracles today. He uses doctors and stuff. And I'm not against doctors. Please don't don't misunderstand me. I looked at him. I said, you know what? If if you'd have caught me before I read the Bible, I might have believed you. (laughs) And look, that was it, bro. (laughs) Oh, oh, this is one of them that read the Bible. (laughs) Come on, Holy Ghost. You know, he knew that I'd read the Bible. And what came out? What God says. Because my Bible says that I, was, uh, uh, I was the recipient of a healing many times. And it wasn't because I, I, I cut, the, cut the verse out and said, God don't you know, do miracles today. You ever heard that story where the preacher got at me? And, and he said, Well, we, we don't need this today. We're going to cut this out of the Bible. We, that's not for today. And after a while, every service, he was cutting a verse out. We don't need that today. Before he finished, all he had left, Lawrence, was the, was the, was the cover. I said, what are you going to do with the word holy? <laughs> holy Bible. The holy Bible. It's not a fun Bible. It's not a happy Bible. It's the holy Bible, right? Amen. Are you good fruit? Are you? I want one more verse and I'm going to finish, okay? We are living in a time where where, where the gospel is is not what people want it to be. Chapter 13, that same chapter, verses uh, 23, uh, Matthew. God is trying to speak to us, okay? And he's trying to tell us, this is my word, all right? Let me see where I'm at. Let me, let's, chapter 13, I think I got it right. Verses 23, and, well, let's go to verse 37, I'm sorry, I'm I'm ahead of myself. I want to make sure I get it, verse 37, I don't know why I marked it wrong. (laughs) Chapter 13 of Matthew, verse 37. Again, Jesus is speaking. Does your Bible have red in it? Okay, who speaks when it's red? Jesus, he answered and said, he who sows good seed is the son of man. Who's that? Jesus, right? Jesus is sowing seed. We talked about the, uh, last week about good soil. You know what I'm saying? How are we to be the right soil? You don't plant tomatoes on a rock pile. Or don't throw a seed along the side of the road. Or don't put it in the thorns. You know what? The thorns will choke it out. Right? Jesus is explaining and he's making it very clear that he who sows the word is Jesus. Jesus is sowing that word in you. Right? And Jesus is making sure that the word is planted there. Why does he do that? Because so you can live for God. You can live a, a godly life, a, a testimony, right? And it says, "The son of man." Okay, the field is the world, and the good seed is the son. The good seeds, or the seeds that he's planted, is the sons of the kingdom, which is us. But the tares are the wicked one. The enemy who sows them is what? The devil. The devil. What's a tear? A tear is something that, when it begins, it looks like the it looks like the, uh, the fruit or the wheat or whatever you're planting. But after they start getting taller and growing, you can see which what's the tears and what's the wheat. And they asked Jesus, said, well, "What do we do? Do you want us to go there and, and pluck the uh, the tears?" I said, "No, no, no! Don't do that. Let them grow together. At the end of the harvest, come on, Jesus, <laughs> what's going to happen?" He says, you're going to go separate the tares from the wheat. The wheat you're going to put in the barn and the tares you're going to burn up. And you know what? Tares, the, t- burn it, the tares are no good. The enemy planted doubt. That's tares. The enemy planted unbelief. That's tares. The enemy planted lies and corruption in the, in, in, in the field. That's tares. See, they come to church together, they look the same. But after a while, the fruit's going to produce something. And you can about to tell which one's what. It's good fruit, a good seed, a good wheat, or it's tares. My Lord, I'm going to have to finish this another thing. <laughs> are we good fruit? Are we, good, good, are we you know, are, are we wheat? Or something we can use. The enemy, it says, the enemy who sows them is the devil. Talking about, And the harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are the angels. You know, Jesus is coming back. And he's going to gather up his church. He's going to look. What is wheat and what is tares? Oh, remember they're growing together. They're going to church together. They're singing the same songs together. See? He, don't, he said, don't, don't pull up. The, you, you, you know what's going to happen? If you start pulling them tears right now, you're going to discourage uh, some young Christians or believers that love the Lord, and they might get offended, and you're going to pull them out too. So we can't, we can't go in there. Listen, people think it's hard when a pastor has to say, I'm going to let them there a little while see what happens. You know? But after a while, we're going to have to go correct them and say, I can't allow this in here. You know, a young Christian can't understand it. They're just coming up in the Lord. They don't understand how to walk for God. So if you go in there and you, you try to snatch somebody out, right away it could destroy that, that young person's faith. Right? So you have to be cautious what you do. And you know, we're looking at that stuff and it's so hard to discern what what, what is a preacher or a pastor supposed to do? When you leave it there long enough, it's gonna, you're going you're gonna to see. There was a, a, and I heard that some true stories about a preacher. They had some lesbians in his church. And he made up his mind, I'm not going to bother them. Let's see what happens. And after a while, it was so evident. But you know what happened with that? He didn't remove them when he needed to remove them. And what happened? A lot of young ladies were pulled out with them. Young Christians that became lesbians. Don't tell me a pastor's job is easy, man. Cause it's not easy to do this stuff. I love it, though. I, listen, I thank God. We are having a good time. And I, we're gonna have trouble in this church. You can, you can put, mark it on the wall. I mean, it's gonna happen. The devil's not gonna sit back and allow, I try. He's not gonna sit back and let us do what God wants us to do. He's gonna fight, right? He's gonna use people. But we don't have to obey Satan, right? If we know in our heart that we got good fruit. We're going to discern what is right and what's wrong, what's good and what's bad, right? And we see the bad, we get it out. So the tares and the wheat is a story that the devil comes to sow evil things, right? I want to jump down to verse uh, 42, and he says, and we'll cast them into out let's talk about the, 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 the tares, and we'll cast them out into uh, the furnace of fire, that we weep in the national teeth, and the righteous shall shine what, forth as what as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. What is God going to do with the tares? The He's going to burn them. The Christians that go to the people that I say Christian, because you, you can't be a true believer if you're not going to follow Jesus, right? You're not going to follow his ways. I always say it like this: We need to see what Jesus sees and when to hear what He hears, and we need to walk like He walks. Don't, if we can't do that, then all of this is, is, is a waste of our time. But we can do it, because the Holy Spirit's in us, right? You remember a while back I told you that I was looking at me and Janice's picture. when we first got married, we, had, we were standing by a little Vega corn, and, and listen, we were young and we looked full of energy. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, "Son, that ain't you. (laughs) So you mean it's not me? That person is dead. I have no association with him at all, huh? Right? (laughs) Sister Madeline said she did. I have no dealings with that guy. Me and him is two different people. He died. I'm alive." But if I never changed, if I never allowed the Holy Spirit to come into my heart and life and do the work he's done, I'd still be that person. Go look at your old pictures. One when you used to carouse and have fun and live in the world and ask yourself, is that me? I have no, I don't think like that person. Not even look like him anymore. (laughs) Don't act like him anymore. Come on, Jesus. I don't have no associations with that guy. Lawrence, he died, and he's dead, and he's, he's buried. And he ain't, he ain't here anymore. Neither is my wife. But that's not me. I got some brand new apples. <laughs> I used to produce cocklebirds. Things that didn't matter. Come on, rotten fruit. And believe me, don't think I do everything perfect. That's not what I'm talking about. Please, I'm not presenting myself as self-righteous, most holy attitude. I'm saying that I am not that same person. I don't desire that, what that person has anymore. I don't, want to, I don't associate with him anymore because I've planted new fruit in my life. I've got new fruit in my life. up, praise God. And I'm going to ask you a question. Simple question. I don't think there's a person in this church right now, the sound of my voice, or those hearing my internet, could not change his heart. Could not allow the Holy Spirit to plant good fruit in your life. Listen, I'm, I'm constantly doing that. I have to walk this walk with, a, with observance, right? And what I mean by that is that when I deal with something, I got to ask myself, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus handle this? How would Jesus think about this? And the only way I'm going to know it, if I find out what he says, right? That's all I want to know. Now, young Christians that are coming up in the Lord, they go to the pastor, and the pastor shares the word with them. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You need that. But there's going to come a time when there's not going to be a pastor around, or a preacher, or a brother and sister in the Lord. And you're going to have to make a decision. What kind of apples do I have to offer, right? And I want to ask you that question: What kind of fruit are you bearing? Listen, that don't mean you have to be a missionary and go on the other side of Africa. somewhere. I'm talking about your everyday life, your family, around your family, around when you go to church, when you're on your job, anything like that. That's what I'm getting to. Is Jesus in your conversation? Is Jesus in your in, in, in your in your walk? You know, does somebody come and say, Oh, there comes uh Ray again, he's gonna talk about Jesus again or Lanny or or whoever. You know? I had an opportunity where <laughs> I went to get some sand in a, in a pit. And I, I, listen, I don't I don't miss an opportunity. And when one guy saw me and they were sitting in a little room and they said, Oh, there's a preacher, they shouldn't say said that. I was opened up. I started preaching, man. I, them guys were sitting, <laughs> they were eating lunch or something. <laughs> There's a preacher. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about him. Let me tell you about Jesus, what he did. <laughs> and look, I got up. The man, one of the men that were loading the uh trucks, was the one loading me. And I went down in, in the hole and he said, I wanna I wanna hear more about Jesus. I led him to the Lord in that. I didn't plan it that day, no. Seriously, it was just, it was there. I mean, I I had it in me, Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? It was there, I could preach it, I knew it. And when they call you a preacher or a holy roly, oh man, let me tell you about that holy roly. (laughs) Sometimes they'll get mad, sometimes they'll listen. One man got mad at me, the two guys, I was dumping some rocks or something. And I started talking about Jesus. And he said, oh he's mad, man. He was, I said, Lord, I'm coming home. Like he said. <laughs> and he was mad. He was mad. Man. Oh, I said, Jesus is my life. Jesus is why I give my heart. Jesus changed me. Oh, he was, and, he was, and, and, and the Lord said, Don't stop, brother. Don't stop, boy. Don't stop. And I was preaching. That little fellow was listening. <laughs> he never said a word, bro. And the Lord said, He's listening. <laughs> if you gotta get beat up. <laughs> To preach, preach, let let them beat you up. Amen. (laughs) What kind of fruit are you bearing, amen? I hope this helped you this morning, praise God. Listen, I'm not condemning anybody. That's not what I'm here for. I know in my heart that's what God wants for us. You have to bear good fruit, right? Don't give people religion. That's not what they want. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something powerful. Don't give them, well, I go to that church and I'm a such and such. That ain't gonna save a, nothing. It's what Jesus has done in your life. What Jesus has done for you. What Jesus, the change Jesus made in your life. I find it's the best testimony. Listen, I start preaching, man, most of the time I tell them, I say, I don't tell them I'm a pastor. I'm, just, I'm a believer, man. I love Jesus. I want to preach about Jesus. I'm going to tell you what He's done in my life. Who knows that little fellow was listening that didn't get mad? Didn't, he might be a preacher today. That's been a while. He might be a, uh, might be a pastor of a church, man. <laughs> you never know. Be surprised when you get to heaven and you're going to say, I, <laughs> Boy, I was glad you talked about Jesus that day. <laughs> I got saved. <laughs> <laughs> I give my life to Jesus. Oh, boy. We're going to have a Pentecostal fit in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let's bow, okay? Bow heads. Father, we thank you for this morning. I know at the sound of my voice there are people listening outside of this building. Yes. And those that are listening here, yes. Father, help us, Father God, to give good fruit, to produce good fruit. Not to speak the world's garbage but to speak Jesus' word. Change our hearts, Lord God. Give us a desire to share Christ with those that are around us. Father, I thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name.